0: What's going on? Welcome back to another podcast. As always, I apologize for any background noise in advance and anything of that nature. And with that being said, take everything that I say with a grain of salt, because I'm not in your life, I'm not in your shoes. Therefore, with that being said, actually, um, these are for entertainment purposes only. And I believe in you, and I believe in your ability to make your own conclusions, make your own decisions. And yeah, do your own research as always. So what I was saying in the last one is that I kind of help people without knowing that I help people. Like, I've always been the type of role model type of person without necessarily needing to be a role model. Just because I do things and I do them because I want to do them and not because I want other people to look at me some type of way. Or to follow me. Or to be pleased by what I do. Or to be unhappy with what I do. You feel me? And there's a level of freedom that comes with... I guess not caring about the rules. And not caring about everything. And being a rebel. And I've always kind of strayed away from what everybody was doing, and the norm, and social constructs, and blah, 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 right? Like, for example, when I first started doing YouTube, it wasn't really a big thing. And now YouTube is huge, now everybody does it, and not to say that that's a bad thing, but at the time that I wanted to do it, it wasn't the ideal position, or an ideal place for the average person, or at least, it wasn't what a lot of people wanted to do, and a lot of people, you know, don't want to do those types of things. So, I kind of always looked for a way into something that... I thought was cool and not because everybody thought it was cool, but because I myself saw the beauty in that specific thing while everybody had a blind eye to that idea because it wasn't the idea that was planted inside of them, right? And so I kind of looked at life and I look at myself as a piece of artwork when I think of tattoo ideas, I have two right now, but when I think of tattoo ideas, I think of what would make my personality come out and play on my skin and do a little dance with life, because that's what life is, it's a little dance. So, I try to think of things as a... I guess like a branch off of a tree. I am the tree and all of the things that I express are the branches. And so what do I want these branches to be? What do I want them to look like? What do I want the end of this tree's life? What do I want that to look like? And I always had this way of looking at life through a rose-colored lens, right? And not because I know that everything is fucking beautiful and peachy and perfect and rainbows and butterflies and unicorns and unrealistic visions, but I always looked at life through this rose-colored lens because I knew that at the end of the day, even when things weren't as pretty as they could have been, there is a beauty to that. And I don't know if you've ever watched Divergent, but there's one of the ending scenes and I believe, the second which I believe is called it's Insurgent I think it's Insurgent, the second one to the Divergent series and in that actually, no, wait I'm sorry, I'm getting really discombobulated so in the first movie, at the end And uh, yes, I'm going to spoil this because it's been out for years. You've had your time to watch that movie anyway. So, at the end of that movie, they're doing mind control on one of the factions. And the main character, Triss, and her uh, boyfriend, the other main character, four... Are stopping this mind simulation that they have put their army under in order to control a different faction which is how their government works their society works in different groups and those groups if they're not doing what one group sees as just then there is a corrupt part of this organism That they've created for themselves and basically one of the factions is trying to take over the government and trying to overthrow the faction that currently owns the government through a mind control of a different faction who is the army faction or the brave faction or the warrior faction and she is in the main character Triss is in this warrior faction And her family is in the faction that's getting basically killed. And she's trying to stop her mom and dad from dying and trying to save people because she knows that it's the right thing to do. And because her mind doesn't work the way that the rest of the people's minds work, they can't control her under this mind control System that they've created they came up with this basically like a shot that they put into you and They say that it's a vaccine. They put it into you and then boom you're Basically numb to your own power and The only thing that you hear is their suggestions like if they say okay, you should wear red today You have no sense of where you yourself is. So you say okay. They said wear red. And you put you put red on. And there's no voice inside your head to tell you. Don't wear red. Do wear red. That voice is gone. It's only their voice. You only hear them. They're controlling your mind. And. So she basically tries to stop. Them. And she infiltrates the lab. Or where everything is being basically their headquarters, where everything is being controlled from their computers, their machines, the extra shots, the extra serums, like everything, right? And she gets into a fighting scene with the leader of the faction that's trying to take over a different faction and in this ending scene, She is basically trying to input the last order into these people's minds that would inevitably kill these innocents. And right before she finishes putting in the last code, the main character, Triss, throws a knife and it hits her hand. And it basically goes through her hand, into the screen, so she can't even take it off of the screen. And her hand is just sitting on the screen with a knife in it. And she's just sitting there in pain. And Tris walks up to her, and she goes, turn off the machine. Turn off the program. And she... The person, the evil antagonist character... Says, I admire your willingness to die for your cause, but so am I. And that whole scene really, really stuck with me because not just because of that specific line, but for the line that comes right after. She said, There's a type of beauty to your resistance. And in her saying, there's a type of beauty to your resistance. That was like the deepest thing that I've ever heard in my fucking life. And that stuck with me to this day. And there's a certain beauty to the things that I do. And a lot of people think that, like... A lot of people have these different ideas, and I'm really good at listening to people and hearing people, even when they don't say what they want to say. I can feel what you need to say, like if you sat with me and you said something where you're complaining about something in your life, I would hear the undertone to what you're saying, and I would hear what you truly want to say, what you really mean to say, but you haven't said. And and because of this, I pick up a lot on what people want to say, even if they don't say it. You feel me? Like, I can read between the lines very, very well. And in almost every situation that I've read between the lines, I've been correct. So I really trust my gut when it comes to that fact i can i like to say that it's my superpower i like to feel like i can read people's minds because to me that's what it feels like you sit with me you have one conversation i can really hear what your heart is calling out for and because of that fact that i can hear what your heart really wants i know what you want to say and in me knowing what you want to say i trust that it's right Even if I don't know shit. Even if I'll never know shit. And. I don't know. I feel like. There's a certain temptation. When it comes to. Me. There's a certain temptation when it comes to. Looking at me through this glass. There's a certain temptation. That makes you want to follow. And there's a certain temptation. That makes you want to be here, to witness, and there's an alluring power that I have, that it's unexplainable, and kind of like I said, I don't know everything, and yet people are willing to listen to me, and people are willing to come back to listen to this. And people are willing to listen to my music. And people are willing to watch the videos that I post on social media. Even if they're not the most entertaining. Even if they're not the most... I guess, mainstream. And there's something that lures people. That makes them feel like it's a trick. It's a trap. Because... It seems too good to be true, and that's one of the qualities that I exude the most. It's one of the qualities that I try to accentuate. It's one of the qualities that I know that I have, and I use it to my advantage. And because I use it to my advantage, it gives off the impression that I'm just trying to get you to listen or that I'm just trying to get you to do what I want you to do, which in a way, yeah, that's true. You feel me? Like if I want you to listen to these, I make podcasts with topics that you want to hear instead of that I want to talk about because I know that my energy will be enough for me to not necessarily have to feel like it's a drain of battery for me to talk about something that you want to hear. Because I know that if you want to hear it, there's a certain level of value that comes attached to it. But I'm not going to go out to be mainstream. I'm not going to go out of my way to break my back, to conform to something that you want continuously. And because I do what I want, I feel like that's the luring factor, you feel me? Because there's a reason why I have, you know, subscribers. There's a reason that I have followers. There's a reason that people enjoy my company even when I feel the most insecure about who I am at that time. And there's reasons why I'm loved. And I really try to look into those... Things to see the beauty that is underneath the surface. That beauty that you can feel, that you can't really describe. And... I try to look at everything as a beautiful thing, even when it's not. And sometimes I do really have a difficult time with that, because I'm human, and I make mistakes, and I deal with things, and there is consequences to my actions. So I really have to do, you know, I have to think about what I'm doing. And I think because of that fact, it makes it more exciting to have this factor of risk within me and what I want to see out of my life. I think there's a value to risking things, to finding a new lane. And I might not always see it that way just because I'm so young and I don't really know anything yet. But I can feel that those things are true. And I know that if I just keep going up the stairs I'm bound to end up where I wish to be even if what I wish to be is not something that I'm really capable of seeing yet and I'm really trusting in something that a lot of people don't have any trust in and although it seems naive to trust life I think that if you back up your life with your intention, you can really do amazing things. Because I don't think that the world is out to get you. And I don't think that bad things happen to good people just because. You feel me? And I don't... I obviously know that there is bad things that happen throughout the world, but it's not something that I'm worried about. Just because... I feel like the only reason that you feel worry in the first place is a fear mentality. You either fear death or you fear fear itself. And you're anxious all of the time. You're worried all of the time because you feel things aren't going to work in your favor. But I'm living proof that all you have to do is look out for yourself. And recognize that you can get yourself out of any situation that's created. And even if it's not something that's your fault, you can always do something from that situation, right? Even if I lost all of my stuff in whatever, in something tragic, that's okay. Because it's not the end of the world. You feel me? It might feel like the end of my world. It might feel like I almost lost my life. Or I might be in a life and death situation where I come out of it. And it might leave me with, you know, scars. But those scars are not going to keep me stuck in... Being scared of everything for the rest of my life you feel me like just because I've been in a few car accidents is not gonna stop me from driving and just because I've gotten fired from places doesn't mean that I'm gonna stop applying and just because I've gotten rejected from audience means that I'm gonna stop performing because if it's something that I want to do I want to do it for a reason and I'm one of those people that believes in everything that is meant to be will be and you kind of set yourself free from I guess everything from the bullshit after you realize that you're really not in as much control as you realize and even though you're not in as much control as you realize, that gives you even more control. Because I do things because I want to do them. Not because I'm going to be stupid, filthy rich if I do this one thing. And I do what everybody else is doing and I get myself on YouTube. And I get myself a name on platforms. And I make myself popular and I get a degree and... I have all the money in the world, and I'm living beautifully and middle class, comfortably. Because to me, that could all go away in a flash. You could work your ass off to get to this stage where you feel you're successful, and you could die the next day. So to me, it's all about living the moment, and doing what feels right in that moment. And... Even if it looks like I really don't have my shit together, I really don't need the opinions of others to cloud my happiness. I don't need people to rain on my parade just because they don't see what I'm doing as the right path. Just because I didn't do what everybody else does. And... Yeah, I think that's where I feel that I see the most art. Because the best artists are the people who go through shit. And not to put myself in a position where I go through shit, but like I've already gone through enough shit to be like, you know what, who cares? And it kind of frees you even more when you don't care about anything, just cause you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna live to be happy, and if I'm focused on being happy, my life will play out better than the person who's stressing themselves out every single day just to make ends meet. You feel me? Like, I can find happiness in the darkest of places, I can be homeless and still find a way to be grateful at the fact that either I'm breathing, or I'm alive, or I'm making something happen for myself. Because you can always get yourself into a better position. You feel me? And when you hit a low place, you feel like it's the end of the world. But it's really not. It's just you kind of have to start over. And life kind of knocks everything over for you to start over. Even if it doesn't feel deserved. Or even if you feel like, but that was a good place for me. So, anyways, I'll continue to talk about this in the next one. So, anyways, yeah, I hope that you have a good day, a good night, whenever you're listening. And I hope to see you in the next one. Peace.